0: Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. Finally. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. hello everybody welcome back to the hit in the turnbuckle podcast it's thursday and you know what that means it's aew review time and of course we wouldn't be an aew review without our aew guru joining us he's back last week by popular demand dave welcome back to the show <clears throat>
1: hey mate good to see you again
0: yeah we nice be back I know, it's been 11 years since we saw each other. Now we've seen each other three times in a week.
1: I oh, know, we're going to be sick of each other the way it's going, mate. But, <laughs> Never yeah, thanks too. for
0: uh, thanks for inviting me back, dude. No worries. Right, we before we get on with um, the review uh, of Dynamite, which was last night from Sunrise, Florida. What a great place Sunrise, Florida sounds. Um, there was two bits of news. One uh, was the cancellation of uh, AEW Dark Elevation, My assumption on that is two hours of collision will soon be coming to add to the two hours of dynamite, to add to an hour of rampage and to add to probably they still do dark. I mean, that hasn't been cancelled as far as I can see. Is that your impression? It's just because it becomes too much now? Uh,
1: I think so. I think on top of that as well, you've got a Ring of Honor. and I think some (laughs) of the Ring of Honor tapings... Mm. have been before Dynamite in recent weeks, whereas initially it was a separate taping. Yeah. Um, As you say, though, with the addition of another two-hour show, there was just too much. There's just too much. And also a lot of the stars that have started to establish themselves on Elevation have started to step up onto the main roster and we've seen a lot more
0: of them, so maybe that's factored into it as well. Possibly, possibly yes. Now the next bit of news... Won't surprise anyone when I mention the name, CM Punk. He is like shit in the field at the moment. He's everywhere. Uh, we'll start with the news that, well, come out after Monday. But um he had a meeting with Chris Jericho and FTR in Florida last week. Uh, again, this is all in the net report. So as usual, you take them with a pinch of salt. You believe what you want to believe. For all intents and purposes, the meeting went well. Um. I'm assuming this is just can we do business together on AEW instead of act like idiots? And I'm guessing Chris Jericho said yes. uh, And and that's pretty much it. What was your um, view on Punk Jericho FTR meeting?
1: Yeah, I I think it is the, you know, it's positive
0: news. Mm.
1: It's what needed to happen, there needed to be some kind of mediation. Um, yeah. Jericho is obviously really highly thought of by Tony Khan um, and FTR, a mm. punk's closest confidant. So, yeah, needed to happen. Sounds like it's gone positive. It, I think I saw that it was unremarkable. You know, nothing really kicked off. Uh, there was certainly no physicality. <laughs> so,
0: hopefully, that's a, that's a sign that we are going to get the return. And assuming that um obviously the return is obviously happening. Um we, we're gathering that Jericho's going to be his opponent. Uh the sounds fans, like it, yeah. Um does Jericho feed that back into say the elite or the vice president and says, Look, he's you know, he wants to you know do business. Does he try to convince those three that particularly maybe don't want to do business to do business?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of like they've got to give him some kind of special or preferential treatment which shouldn't really be the case but cm punk is such a massive draw whether you love him or you hate him Uh, he brings eyes to the product he brings money into the coffers you know so i think yeah jericho for the first one it's like a safe pair of hands um they've worked together numerous times in the past um, in wwe as well Yes so yeah it, it's like he's kind of on trial I suppose yeah. if everything goes okay with Jericho then maybe you know at some point down the line we see them do something with the elite possibly that yeah. that's what the, that's the match the fans <laughs> want isn't it maybe Kenny punk or <laughs> You know, FTR and Punk against the Bucks and Kenny. That's that's what everybody really wants. They don't. They're not really clamoring for CM
0: Punk versus Chris Jericho. No, but they won't. They want CM Punk back, and Jericho is probably the best choice. Yeah, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what them promos are like when he when he does come back. Mm-hmm. Second one news. Um, again, revolves around Punk. Um, so he has this meeting. It goes well. All's gravy in the world of uh Punk and AEW. All of a sudden, he turns up backstage at Monday Night Raw. Now, the story that we hear, and again, I always stress, you hear these reports on the internet, take them for what they are, what you have your own beliefs. The story is, he does this meeting, he has the uh, cage promotion for his cage fighting thing that he comments on, commentates on, sorry. He gets on a plane. On this plane, happens to be the majority of the Raw roster heading to Chicago they bring him backstage he comes in he meets with triple h for a couple of minutes asks for another meeting with triple h later on for a couple of minutes talks to the guys squashes any beef with miz and then is politely asked to leave which he does um i got twi- uh, my, the uh, turnbuckle's twitter was blowing up i was halfway through a podcast on monday night with the nwa And or Sal Sal from the NWA in particular, um, when my and the uh, Twitter was lighting up. Um, I said it Monday. I said it yesterday. Sorry, on the Raw review that I didn't wasn't bothered. I say wasn't bothered. It was like we knew that he turned backstage. He was never going to go onto TV because contractually that's not. You know, it's never going to happen. Why he's contracted to AEW, but from an AEW fans perspective, and you just touched on it. This is their biggest draw. This is their biggest name. He's trying to resolve issues, yet he just turns up backstage at the competition. What are you thinking as a fan at this point? Yeah, I I was shocked. I was certainly shocked. I didn't expect that news at all. I don't think many
1: people saw it coming. Obviously, Raw was in Chicago where Punk lives, so it was convenient if he was going to do that apparently he was talking to Baron Corbin The Miz and there was a picture of him with Tamina um, and ultimately he wanted to talk to Triple H. Yeah. Uh, Was he just trying to prove to Tony Khan and AEW that he is capable of um, owning up to past discretions and being uh, an adult (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, and... yeah maybe kind of resolving all of those issues on top of resolving the issues he's got in AEW i don't know uh, it's it's a difficult one to speculate on yeah because we forget that he's a person and this could have been affecting him massively on a personal level could have been so, but perhaps he wants to get back to wrestling he wants to get back to what he loves what he fell back in love with when he rejoined AEW when he joined AEW in the mm-hmm. first place um, and just take the opportunity while wWE are in town to try and resolve his issues with people there as well he's also very smart <laughs> yes yes <laughs> <Anything else? laughs> if it was just a case of kind of putting himself in the shop window and but well, he's tied down to aew on a long-term contract so was, as you said there's no yeah. there's no chance of him appearing on wwe no. TV
0: anytime soon but they could also add time for his contract due to his injury as well. So that just seems longer, doesn't it? Anyway, we digress. That was the news that's happened. Um, well, let's get on with Dynamite. Now, Dynamite kicked off. Um, and if you've been watching Dynamite re- over the last sort of two months, Orange Cassidy normally starts the show. And he did today, uh, yesterday, sorry, against Bandido uh, for the uh, international championship. Um, good little back and forth uh match. I wasn't quite sure Bandido was a hill, but that's neither hit on there. Uh, orange Cassidy hits the orange punch, beats break and wins, which is fine. He wanted, he, he retains his title. Last week, Dave, I said to you, I was really unhappy that the TNT title had changed hands for about the 17th title or wherever it was. Um, with this title, orange. I don't mind Orange Cassidy. I, he's got it, he's got a run with it that's good. Um, how I view this is: if you ever taken your uh, daughter to the arcade and you pull down a lever and it spins around and the amount of the number that shows up is the number of tickets that you win, that's how I see Tony Khan with this title. He just like pulls the lever down and whoever shows up, whoever shows up, Orange Cassidy fights. There seems to be no feud for the title or such. It's just one guy. What do you make of the match? And what did you what do you think about the the uh, international championship? <clears throat>
1: Yeah, it's it's almost like it has been established more than the TNT title. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's almost given that kind of um, that spot on the card. Uh, it's, mm. it's defended week in week out generally. Yeah, uh, I love I love I have absolutely loved Orange Cassidy's run. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty confident he was going to retain. It his twentieth yes. defence, so I was pretty yeah. confident he would. This match was fantastic. There was some great spots. Uh, the, the one-handed or the one-armed yeah. guerrilla press from <laughs> yes, Bandido, yeah. that was awesome. That was awesome. Mm. Great to see more of Bandido as well. I'm hoping as the company you know, you know uh, brings on the new show that Bandido will be somebody that we see mm. more of and it looks like he's formed in a bit of an alliance with Orange at the end. Yeah. So we will be
0: interested in where that goes moving forward as well. It does, but it just in terms of would, would you like to see a more sort of week-to-week feud with the same wrestler for this title rather than just seeing Orange Cassidy's going against this guy it seems like that like, could be Serpentico next week and then you know would you obviously just an established guy have a, a bit of a feud with it rather than just these names get thrown out of anywhere
1: yeah it is it's more of a showcase type of feel mm. isn't it you know yeah it's there's no kind of story or background as to why even uh certain wrestlers get a shot at the title yeah there's guys that haven't appeared on AEW or haven't been in matches recently so yeah perhaps now now we've got through that 20th defense um once the bandido stuff and and that that segues off maybe we'll come back and we'll have a feud for the title somebody the likes of pack again coming back to AEW at some point or somebody with yeah, an international uh, it's a it's the international title, so yeah. you need to have a broad range of superstars from you know t- different countries competing for it.
0: Perhaps over here they get Jack Saber Jr. That'd be good.
1: That'd yeah. be good. For, forbidden door, maybe? Forbidden yeah, door, that, yeah, is that yeah, something
0: that's before us, isn't it? Um yeah Adam in the segment said he was gonna call out Jericho later on, which is fine. The next match was when it was announced, I was actually pretty stoked for. I thought Dax and Jarrett, uh, Dax and Jeff Jarrett, what a great match this could be. I felt a bit let down. I don't know. It, it it just didn't work for me. There was a lot going on in the match already. Jarrett winning, I'm not surprised, I wasn't really bothered about Sanjay Dark got involved. Um, I just felt it could have been so much more than it. Was
1: because <clears throat> yeah yeah um when I initially was digesting this match um <laughs> I hated that that duck's lost he, mm. he he seems to be in a lot of singles matches and he puts in good showings yeah but he always seems to lose um yeah. obviously this now this is ultimately going to lead to a match with um Jay Lee for and Jeff Jarrett taking on FDR for the tag titles. Yeah. Jarrett winning. He also picked up the pin last week. So that's two pins for Jarrett. I'm wondering if that links into what Tony Khan announced in terms of the upcoming Owen Hart tournament. Yeah. No, Jeff Jarrett was best friends and tag team partner with Owen when he passed. as, As a bit of a wrestling historian, um, I, it would make a lot of sense for me to, to for Jeff Jarrett to do well in the Owen. And yeah. if he's picking up a few singles wins in yeah. the lead up to that, yeah, I, I
0: understand that. Whether that's where they're going, I'm purely, I'm just speculating. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, well, that ties us in quite nicely. Tony Khan's announcement um, was yeah. the return of the Owen, uh, the Owen Hart Memorial Trophy. Uh, going to be held over a consecutive weeks, but will end quite fittingly in, in, in Calgary. Uh, obviously, you, those of you who don't know, that's where Owen Hart was, uh, resided uh, and lived and, and trained to be a wrestler. Um, you're looking forward to the Owen? Um, you've mentioned Jeff Jarrett as, as a popular name. Is there anyone else, that uh, Dax maybe, uh, we've just discussed? Is this something you're going to be looking forward to happening again? <clears throat>
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I've, I've missed the, the kind of the references to, to Owen over the years, obviously with different things going on with the WWE, never got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I love that AEW, alongside, working with Martha Hart and the Owen Hart Foundation, yeah. can do something to honour Owen. Yeah. And it was a great tournament last year. Uh, Adam Cole won and yeah. Britt Baker, yeah, sure. if memory serves. Yeah. Um, I, I think some, some Canadian... You know, some Canadian style, maybe Sean Spears. Um, a sure. few a few different faces that weren't in the tournament last year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think the majority of the matches will be held in Canada. And then, as you say, the finals in Calgary. So, I think yeah. that's really fitting.
0: It certainly is. Um, Wardlow was next on the show. Um, really much had a squash with, you sent me the picture earlier, one of the guy that he... Uh, annihilated, um, Luchasaurus and Christian come out again, just all to the ring, turned around, all back. Um, backst- and just after that, backstage, Mo- Moxley basically beat the crap out of RJ City and threatened there'll be scars to be left tonight, which leads on to later. Um, Wardlow, I mean, it was a nothing match, was it?
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the guy, Ariel Levy, they didn't actually... They didn't actually name him on commentary. There wasn't really time to. It was a bit of a, a Powerbomb <laughs> Symphony and yeah. all that. But I don't mind that. You know, that's how Wardlow ultimately got over yeah. um, to the degree he did initially. And he cooled off for a while. But while he was doing these kind of squash matches, yeah. um, he, he, that's what the fans loved. Now looking at, you know, thinking towards the future, um, I don't think he's finished with Powerhouse Hobbs, or I don't think Powerhouse Hobbs is finished with him. Yes. Yeah. Um I'm quite happy for them to lead to another match. Um something like a last man standing. Uh but it's interesting I, I didn't really see an Luchasaurus bit. Mm. It was it was too similar to what we saw last week. Um I know yeah. they teased getting in the ring. Yeah. Um but I think I think it's time that we start to hear from Christian. I know they're slow slow playing it a bit but Yeah. I think I think we could hear something from Christian perhaps maybe on Rampage if not next week at dynamite
0: yeah, reading up on Rampage. I don't think he's don't think he talks on no. Rampage this week. I think that's left. Uh so perhaps next week we hear something. Yeah, I think they need to kind of decide which one's going after Wardler. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a bit a of clarity.
0: A bit it's... of clarity. Right. Yeah. Um sort of semi-main event, really, time. Um, Sammy Guevara um and uh Darby Allen uh, wrestled for the a match to take on MJF at Double or nothing. Um MJF was on commentary. Uh, really good match again. That was a 6 30 for a table, if I can remember. Tay Mello gets involved. The ending was very Eddie Guerrero ish, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, where yeah. he went to hit, I think it was a skateboard referee, he didn't hit him, but he fell. Referee caught him, DQ'd it. Uh, then it was announced that there would then be a tag match next week with Jungle Boy, uh, and Darby Allen against MJF and Sammy Guevara. And if Jungle Boy and Derby win, it becomes a four-way at Double or Nothing. Is this just the long way around of getting to the short-term end, which was the four-way? Yeah, uh, we spoke about it last week.
1: It's such a long-winded way to get to what was clear from the start of this, the final four-way at Double or Nothing. I didn't enjoy the ending to this. I'm not really... The past few weeks, I really haven't enjoyed this main event feud, Mm. Yeah, I think we would have been better off in the same direction with the guys picking up wins, having great matches. The inconsistency with with this match and the refereeing decision. So they used a the table in the match. Yeah, You know, the ref saw it, watched it, didn't try to stop it. And he saw Derby holding the skateboard. Yes, yeah, the Eddie Guerrero spot. But then he's disqualified him for something that he didn't see when he saw the use of the table. So... I don't like that. Um, I, I think it makes a mockery uh, of, you know, when they do the officiating properly, yeah. when they made a big deal of coming out uh, in the Ducks and Jarrett match and stopping Satnam, um, Jay yeah. Lethal and Sanjay coming to the ring. But then this refereeing decision was unchallenged and it was, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it.
0: No, it didn't make any sense. I just it's I, a great match.
1: I, yeah. Great but I, I just thought that six thirty, as impressive as it was, hmm. you, that's that's save you save that for the pay per view. You know, it's a risky move. Yeah, you know, and it, I just find it so needless. And Sammy Guevara does take these risks. That's who hmm. he is. That's his style. That's what he likes to do. And it it got a great pop from the crowd. But I just thought it was with a table of involvement as well, just unnecessary.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I said to Andy once, "You can have." Yes, I think I said. I think it was more command of the commander amount Oh no, it was yeah. matches. Was was like less is more sometimes. And why are you giving away some of this sort of stuff when you could have just saved it? Um, just a mention on the crowd. Now we, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I expected so much more from a Florida crowd. Um, yeah. We'll talk about something because the next bit we're going to get to was quite a big surprise for me. Um, but they were dreadful. This week. I thought sir,
1: there was a lot of uh, sitting on the hands when it panned around the crowd. Yeah. You could see there was a guy in the front row that was kind of trying to get the, the chance going and yeah. he was really kind of, um, you know, proactive throughout the show, but that highlighted some of the others around him that were just kind of sitting and not doing much. You'd think they pay so much for those ringside tickets, a lot of them, that, yeah. uh, and a typical AW crowd are
0: going crazy and, uh, and it was a bit subdued. Mm, it was indeed right we move on next bit adam cole uh calls out chris jericho um now <laughs> jericho doesn't come out the rest of the jericho appreciation society does um surprisingly orange cassidy and bandido come out all of a sudden i don't I don't know where that that comes from but they, they come out to try and even the odds numbers game gets too much then this random music hits and i'm like okay well this is who the hell is this because Roderick Strong, from like literally buried alive in NXT, haven't seen him, requested his release about 6,000 times, was never granted it. As far as I was aware, was still in the WWE. There was I heard about a month ago that potentially he was quietly released, but there was no tangible report to confirm it. Debuts out of nowhere and helps even the odds and, they clear the ring and Adam Cole was a bit sceptical and they do that big sort of Kevin and Sammy hug. Um, What a great, a great get for uh, AEW anyway. Um, Is it just a shame that right now, maybe, I mean, the, the Orange Cassidy Bandita bit was a bit random. Perhaps if O'Reilly was fit and they still had fish, it would have been the Undisputed Era reuniting officially. But regardless of that, Roderick Strong in AEW.
1: I thought, for as much as I criticised the the previous match and the previous segment, I thought this was absolutely perfect. I thought they did such a good job of executing this. Following the Orange and Bandido match, they kind of did the handshake and and the glasses and the show of respect, and then Mm -hmm. they did actually appear backstage with Renee together. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of consistent that they were still kind of hanging out. And yeah. um, why they would come out to Adam Adam Cole's aid doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. Orange has had his, his issues with Jericho in the past. Yes. But when the when it was still four on three, I did think that somebody's coming here. Yeah. But my mind straight away I went to Kyle O'Reilly. I'm yeah. not sure how far he's off a of return. Hopefully he'll be back soon. But when that music hit, I thought, oh Kyle. When Roderick Strong came out, the crowd popped. Um, it was a great moment, cleared the ring and then you had the slight hesitation between him and Cole because yep. I think the last time they were in NXT together Cole actually super kicked strong uh, to to uh, end the Undisputed Era yep. mm-hmm. um, so there was that hesitation, that reluctance yep. and then the hug and the crowd went up again And great, great get for AEW a former Ring of Honor world champion TV champion, tag champion he was a North American champion in NXT. Was. Um, Maria Marina Shafir, his Husband. wife, is yeah. with AEW. So sense. it makes a lot of sense, yeah. I, I think he'll be a great get for AEW. I wouldn't be surprised um, if he ends up in Ring of Honor long term. Um, yeah. But he's certainly got a role uh, while Cole's other buddies are out and maybe we'll see Bobby Fish return one day. Maybe you can ask him when you talk to him. Yeah, um, the yeah, they, they, they could move into something with the former Undisputed Era. But for now, I think, in, inserting Roderick Cole into this feud with Jericho and his goons, uh, I think that's a great use of him. Great debut. Loved it.
0: Yeah, and they've still got... Technically, if Jericho is involved in this, they've still got one more to get, though, I suppose, to even the odds first. That's it, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Jericho's kind of segueing, like we've already discussed, the Punk, so this would have to kind of be... A double nothing thing to finish. Even Maybe he started and then Punk comes in and.
1: Well, I think collision is something like the June, June the nineteenth, and that would that is the rumored return for CM Punk as I well. It's a day in
0: June, yeah.
1: yeah. So they've yeah, so they've got about six weeks to, for this, so it might just keep everybody tied up until then.
0: Yeah, possibly. It's a great. Roderick Strong's a great talent, again, as like I said, a, a great get for AEW increases an ever-increasing roster but sometimes that's a good thing when you can get a name like that it's kind of a no-brainer so I I don't necessarily relate Tony Khan for that um we move on to Jade Cargill and Taya Valkyrie uh for the women's championship um I thought the match was okay um again as you say Jade Cargill was improving she she, you know I thought Taya may have been able to pull a bit more of a better match out of her than what we saw. Uh, obviously, Taya couldn't use, um, the, the, was it the Woka Loka? It, sorry, I can't remember her finisher because it's the same as Jake Cargill 's finisher. Yes, the road to Valhalla. Sorry, that her name is yeah. the Wira Loka, isn't it? The road to Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. Not my apologies. Um, yeah, so she couldn't use that because it was the same finisher as Cargill. The finish is Cargill put, put, basically rolls up pulls the tights, uh, the, the tights of uh, Taya Valkyrie and, and holds on to the title. Um. Yeah, I just thought it was a little bit of a lame defense. It, I suppose this could make a, a diff, another match. They could have another match later on because the finish yeah. wasn't exactly fully clean. Um, in the you know in the fact that she held the tight. so perhaps we're going to get another match down the line between these two.
1: Yeah, yeah, I. <laughs> It's such a shame. It it had a real big fight feel to begin with, I think. Part of that was the ring announcements. Mm. They wait till they were in the ring and they did a proper boxing style, you know, big introduction. It was Justin Roberts. Um, The match was very flat. The match was Mm. flat. And I understood the reason she couldn't use it. Obviously, Mark Sterling um, being her her lawyer. um, Yeah. And, yeah, having that little bit of stroke so that she couldn't use the move. But the finish involved Taya uh, going for the move and then kind of like, oh, I forgot I can't use it type of thing or heat yeah. at the moment. So it was a roll-up and it was a grab of the tights. So as you say, I think I think we'll see uh, another match between these two. Um, yep. Jade going 56
0: and owner. Yeah, she's gone, yeah, as you said. Okay. they obviously look Jade Cargill's money there's no doubt about that um, there's a lot of work maybe still she needs to be brushed up a little bit on, on the work they deserved better than what they got I think in terms of the match you can yeah. say so you had a big fight feel I mean the, the, the crowd were, yeah, were dreadful anyway maybe that didn't help uh, yeah. didn't the flat uh, audience to that uh, I, I still, still sure. the AEW audience. I don't think they really
1: know Taya too well. I know she's an experienced wrestler and she's yeah. spent time in a lot of companies, but I don't think the AEW audience know too much about her. We haven't really heard her speak much. We've done no. a couple of backstage segments on Rampage, mm. which you know not all AEW fans watch Rampage week in week out because sometimes, uh, depending on how it's booked, it's it's a little bit missable. Um, yeah. So, for AEW fans just watching Dynamite, they don't really know who Taylor is, which, again, alongside the the kind of quiet crowd, they yeah. may have played into
0: to this match feeling a bit flat. Yeah, because she debuted in Canada, if I'm right. If I'm That's right. right. Yeah. When people know her. Obviously, it would have made sense for her to uh, debut in Canada. I say, hopefully, she's a veteran. Jade's still relatively new into the business, despite being 56 and though there's money in Jade. I think it's just a case of let's have that match, redo it later on down the line, and uh, hopefully with a better crowd. You got Justin Roberts made it a big fight feel, but the crowd kind of let it slip, and perhaps that affected the outcome of the match. Main event time uh, on AEW Dynamite was the Butcher and the Blade versus Kenny Omega, and I hate pronouncing this guy's name. Takshita. Um, What you need to do, Ed, is you need to take
1: the eye out. Just take the eye out and just say Takeshita. Takeshita, Te- is that it? Takeshita. Takeshi. Takeshi. Right, gotcha. Just take
0: the eye out. Takeshita. Gotcha. I, I'll never do it, but <laughs> I, <that. laughs> I understand. Um, okay. Um, so this was the main event of the match. Um, Omega and Takeshita won. Um, You're not going to work, is it? Um, Black Bull Combat Club come out. Um, there's a little twist here where we were kind of talking about this with, uh, yeah, him uh, turning on uh, Amiga uh, and potentially aligning himself with the BC uh, Blackpool Comic Club. It looked like it was going that way and then they absolutely annihilated him. Uh, him, I'm sorry. I, I tax, tax, You should say get rid of the eye, but it's going to be tax shitter for me. Uh, yeah, tax shitter. Um, Takeshita. There you go. Oh, that'll do. Uh, that's good. That's better. That's, that's better. Yeah. yeah. They absolutely annihilated him, uh, basically. Uh, made him bleed, screwdriver. It looked like it was like a murder to uh, for the, to end uh, Dynamite this week. Um, it's kind of the standard BCC thing um, which we've been getting used to over the last uh, week or some months. Um, but it, it kind of moved it along a bit to the, as we get closer and closer to Double or Nothing and potentially blood and guts as we have or anarchy in the arena as we commented on last week
1: <clears throat> yeah I, so I, I love danielson on commentary and i don't know yes. if he caught his nod to regal when he calls excalibur man in the mask
0: yes so that was a little tip of the cap. i was waiting for the little um, Things that you say after it, I can't really I'll squeeze or yeah, it, it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I call him
1: scrumptious. Yeah, yeah. Was,
0: but yeah, yeah, it was good
1: to have Yeah. Him. I think Danielson in this role is just fantastic. Yeah. He's yeah. one of the he's one of the few wrestlers that can be your top babyface one week and everybody's behind him. And then yeah. a few weeks later, everybody hates him, but yeah. they love to hate him. I think he's great as this kind of leader-type role or spokesperson for the BCC. I think the match, it was okay, but I think they were struggling for time. I think they ran long because particularly the finish with the screwdriver and Takeshita, they didn't really give him much time to breathe. Um, I would have preferred um, at the point where Takeshita stopped it and he was standing with the BCC, looking a little bit confused and not knowing which way to go if they would have ended it there. Yeah. Um, I think the low blow from Wheeler on Takeshita and then the sc- screwdriver attack is a bit extreme to say that they're playing that will to go to the BCC mm. or will he go to the Elite? Yeah. So I liked a lot of it. I liked the story overall, but even the tag match, it broke down into a bit of a tornado match. And yeah. I think that was because of time restraints.
0: Yeah, they said that it was getting a bit pushed uh, for time, which, you know, it has that's happened a few times in the past of AEW. It uh, felt like something has been rushed along the lines, perhaps, uh, as you say, due to time. Um, overall, I, I thought it was a good episode of Dynamite. I just didn't think it pulled up many trees.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, again, some good wrestling, some good yeah. matches. I love the Orange Bandita match. Um, I love the Roderick Strong return. I've yep. rated it as a B, maybe B minus type of show. Yep. Yeah, it was it was it was it was OK. It was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. But as you say, it didn't pull up any trees. Uh, the the main event picture and angle is leaving. You know, it could have been done better. I'm sure I'm no booker. Um, hmm. but I'm sure we could have got to the the fatal four way, which you no know, everybody next week is anticipating that Jungle Boy and Derby win the tag match. They um, put us worth on that and wait a little bit longer. Yeah, 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 possibly. I mean there was the, the bit with MJF and Sammy when they were going to the car and Sammy had Life. left She'd left, he'd left Tame Mello, yes. where she was. God knows, he'd left his bag and he was just in his gear and he was just getting in the car. And MJF stopped him, so yeah, there's maybe dissension there. And they might ultimately um, go to the one on one with Sammy and Guevara, but I don't
0: think so. I think no. it's a fatal four way, and I think we are into May next week anyway. So, yes, and the paper we're not far, we're not far away from it. So that kind of wraps up the uh, AEW, but now before I've got to always do this, um i can't see you enough of it but if you can see oh it's gone hang on if you can see no you can't see my phone can you no maybe not no you can't see it oh well uh well then there was the inside the ropes uh magazine which we are on page two of the magazine um so if, if you has got the magazine if you don't get it download the digital version if you don't if you can't get it in the shops i struggle to get it in the shops today hence why i download the digital version um, we're in there, so uh, thanks uh, to Inside the Ropes for assisting us with that. Um, in terms of guests, I am back in a couple of hours. Um, it's Rusev Day for me and Andy today. Uh, not We're not interviewing Rusev, unfortunately, but we're interviewing uh, Matt Raywald. That's another surname I've got to try and pronounce later, so I'm going to have to ask him if that pronunciation is right. It's not as bad as takshita uh, but uh, it's <laughs> it's you know, it's equally as difficult um next week uh made a third made a third be with me i uh, and the lovely uh, fiona Lockerin from uh, inside the ropes uh we meet uh, tony lacasso from the nwa who's commentator uh, and announcer so that's a a different piece of wrestling there you go well that's the first page
1: yeah that- that's i think it's issue 32 um <laughs> i actually uh subscribed last night no, on see. the website, yeah. yeah. So you can get it delivered. I think it's six pounds. You can cancel at yeah. any time. So if anybody wanted to check that out, as you say, the get hitting the turnbuckles logo is page
0: two. Did you say? Page. Oh, hey, oh, I had it then. It blew, it went away. Uh yeah, page two. Um, we've got a QR code on there. Scan that bad boy, and you'll go through to our link tree. Um, so yeah, next, so I've got Tony Licasso on the third, on the fourth, uh, meet Flash Morgan Webster. On the 10th, we announced yesterday, uh, Brian Kendrick will be joining us. That'll be an interesting one. The 11th, Bobby Fish. So we can ask him about the, uh, is he going to come back? He won't give anything away, I'm sure. Ask That's him his thoughts on Roderick Strong, yeah. Yeah, funnily enough, um, we're going to, well, Matt won't be able to tell us what the big surprise and impact is this week, but I think we kind of already know, but I'm not going to say anything. Um, yeah, so Brian Kendrick, Bobby Fish, uh, just incredible the week later, we're going to do all things eight ecw with him the old ecw not the wwe version um we'll do that 21st uh, i meet uh, second generation nwa star aj kazana and, and fiona will be joining that it's his birthday he's going to do it by the pool uh which is going to be an interesting one considering it'll be pitch black over here and over there he'll be by the pool celebrating his birthday the 21st uh, and i've said the 21st the 23rd is ec3 uh that should be a fun uh podcast with uh Lots controlling the narrative. Uh, WWE run twice. Uh, Impact Wrestling should he have left, should he have stayed. Um, on the 1st of June, we've got Yestin Reese, who's a big uh, British independent wrestler, was on World of Sport. He was tag team champion with Kip Sabian. He has just got back into the ring and took on Frankie Kazarian last week uh, in a house show in, in England. Uh, so we're looking forward to meeting him. And finally, on the 15th of June, we meet the lovely Angelina Love for a sit-down about all things beautiful people and TNA. Uh, lastly, just a quick sponsor shout, Jurassic... Pro, I'm not going to get into all of the events because I'm doing that later on. Jurassic Pro Wrestling, Ignite Pro, get down there. Andy will be there Sunday as well now. He confirmed to me today. We will both be at the show at the bitter end on Sunday. So we're not we're not going to charge for pictures and autographs. So you want to come and say hello, say hello. Um, Jurassic Pro Wrestling, we've already said. Uh, Corey McRae. Matt Cast, uh Beers and Beatdowns. Going to have a catch up with them eh, very soon as well. Uh, lastly, we're very close to 500 uh, Twitter followers. It may not sound a lot to anybody out uh, there, but it, it means the world to us. Um, if we do get there and when we get there, we will pick a random name. No, it will not be John Cena. Uh, and they will win a bit of merchandise from us, to be confirmed. Dave, you're on there, so you'll be in the raffle. Thank <laughs> is. Um, we, 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 we certainly won't be uh biased and give it to cena uh, uh although that we are very grateful and humble that he's he's following her in us um dave it's been great uh talking things aew just quickly sorry i just read something about andrade <laughs> so okay he's got about a year left okay that was fine i was wondering if there if that had been something that had happened but now he's got a year left on his contract and that was what the news was Uh, It's been great, Dave, to talk to you again today, to talk all things AEW. No doubt we'll get you back on next week to do this all again. Uh, Andy was very happy, so as long as he's happy and I'm happy and you're happy you can come. I'm on. more than happy. I'm more
1: than happy. I'm uh, is- I'm, I'm really, really kind of chuffed that you've asked me to be, uh, to help you out the last
0: few weeks and
1: anytime you need anybody to talk AEW, I'm, I'm
0: here for you, man. You are our guru, man. So we need you on. So yeah, we, we'll get that sorted next week. Guys, uh, this has been the AEW Review. This will be on Spotify. This will go out to YouTube. We're on Instagram as well. We'll put the thumbnail on there and you can chat to us any way you want. But for now, guys, I'll be back in about two and a half hours with Rusev Day, with Matt Rieweld. I've got to get that name sorted. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for joining us. And, guys, we will see you next week for another AEW review. Good night. Hey, everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.